Up in the morning and out to school The teacher is teaching the golden rule American history and practical man You study him hard and hoping to pass Working your fingers right down to the bone it is 19 minutes before the hour here on the Toronto Large Radio Show. We continue with the riveting conversation we've had with Felix Alvarado about changing education. Innovation is education. In edu- no, I'm not having a stroke. It's just my tongue is getting ahead of my brain, which uh, happens from time to time. But innovation in education is Felix's mantra at State Straight A Academy. And um, speaking of straight A, I, I saw it in Twitter this morning, but the, the guy who invented the curveball had like his 130th birthday or something like that. Anyway, Major League Baseball pitcher. Uh, <laughs> no curveballs in straight A. <laughs> so whether it's uh, uh, assistance with standardized testing, academic tutoring, private tutelage, finding the right college, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, straight a academy can help learn more at straight a.com that's straight a.com so felix you uh you left off i had to cut you off to go to the break so i'll let you pick it up where you were yeah no so i I was saying for example um if students go to school in a city environment Mm -hmm. or or an environment where they're just not likely to be connected to the earth so to speak i mean they're not they're not likely to get their hands in the dirt and yep. and learn how to grow things. Um, you know, they do things in in the elementary schools where the kids plant the seed and they watch a bean grow, and, and everyone's fascinated by that. But you know, uh, that is you know desperately lacking. So, uh, you know, I grew up I grew up in a more country setting. So I grew up where everybody tended their own their own garden, had had some animals and stuff. So it wasn't as relevant. To my situation, right? But uh, to those who live in cities and and where the kids would never, ever get their you know their hands dirty, so to speak, with working, working with uh, growing things, right? Uh, well, I, I, I think to... there ought to be a way to to bring that to them. Yeah. And and there's there's uh, an organization called urbanfarming.org, mm-hmm. and they're they're doing some great work. Urbanfarming.org. They're doing some great work across the state, trying across the state, across the country. I think even it might even be worldwide, but I know there there are a number of of cities across the country that they are uh, they have great projects, uh, community mm-hmm. projects, and I think those community projects are wonderful. But I I think it ought to be a part of the schooling as well. Right. Well, you know, uh, Alvern School District with Alvern High School has got an actual <clears throat> agriculture program. Right. And um, you know. Maybe that's something the city should look into because, you know, I often I think one of the primary reasons why you have such vast, say, political differences between urban areas and the rural counterparts is because when you um, when you live in an urban area, you are completely disconnected from the land. Yeah. You're always on asphalt or concrete. You, you know, you never really have to unless you've got, you know, uh, flower pots hanging from your porch or what are they called? Window boxes outside of your third story apartment or whatever it is. You you never have any interaction. So you never get an appreciation for what it's like to um, to work the land, to know what it takes to bring life forward plant form, of course, and what it's like to deal with all the varmints and critters and the bugs and the and, and everything that that uh, that comes with right. it. And so, uh, you know, there's a reason why it's called honest 
work out on a farm and it gives you a whole new appreciation for the idea that yeah you not for just your own self-reliance and you, you know the things that you need to do in order for certain things to happen but on your interdependence with uh you know the the, the broader environment and ecology i mean Farmers, I think, by nature, are your number one environmentalists because if the land is bad, their product doesn't grow, or if the product grows, their product grows poorly or is poisonous. Right. I mean, I think that, I think that there, there's a lot to be said about you know you have you have quote environmentalists who really don't have a clue about anything yeah, who are at all to about the about the environment. You right. know, they're not connected to the earth at all, other than theoretically. And if and if they had a more real connection. I think if everybody had a more real connection to the earth, I think we'd all be uh, much more careful with the environment. But um, so what I'd like to see is I'd like to see kids be able to uh, have projects. Like, For example, there's a there's a gentleman. I'm not going to mention his name or get into his specifics, but there's a guy who who Uh, does urban farming for a living. He, He makes about. Uh, anywhere from, according to his claims, anywhere from seventy-five to one hundred thousand dollars a year from specialized urban urban farming. Mm-hmm. He finds vacant lots or yards and, and asks people if if he might have permission to use them. And he he sets up and he grows specifically various spices and herbs and and uh, uh, vegetables that are that are um are used in high-end restaurants and he sells them to the restaurants and uh you know this is something that the kids could learn that you know you could do this kind of a micro farming and and actually make a living at it right well i'm getting some pushback from one of the many leases in our large and loyal listening audience who said i will have to disagree with that growing up in a city my family grew lots of things just in containers that was out of necessity no food to eat well, no, uh, there are there are cases like that. That's that's fantastic. That that's something I would love to see, but on a more institutional basis in terms of our education, because right. that would be the exception and not the rule right. as far as those know, who are in the I, city. I, I mean, I I grew up, you know, I grew up. Uh, my father ha- had a big garden. You know, my mother always wanted the garden, but my father always the one who did it. So we grew up mm-hmm. with a really big garden, so much so that you know, my mother would can all you know or preserve all kinds of stuff and we could go like for months after the garden was dead eating the stuff that came out of the garden and i don't have that kind of space where i live now so i've tried the container garden thing and all kinds of different ways and 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 whatnot and it it really is two very different animals when you you know when you plow a plot of land uh, with the intention of growing something on any kind of scale versus i don't care how many pots i put in my yard how many containers i use it's just not the same. Right. And and so there are those who specialize like urbanfarming.org that would likely be more than happy to partner with any school district who wanted to take on a yeah. larger task like this, who would have yeah. their experts well, come and share uh, now do, how to, how to, how to do m- use the, m- the small spaces. Now, I've, I've interviewed over my time on the air a lot of uh, local farmers in the Manchester area. They all have – they're all CSAs, Consumer Supported Agriculture and things like that. I wonder if this urban farming group helps partner school districts with these kinds of farms and maybe as a way of uh, uh, providing internships, which would be beneficial to both the farm and the and the student um, or just just general sort of educational programs where instead of trying to turn a 50 by 50 lot uh, on some 
park, you know, in the downtown into a garden. They actually have the real experience of being on a real farm and understanding what that what that takes. Well, I think that would be uh, that would be outstanding. In fact, about six years ago, uh, Judy and I were looking at possibly trying to uh, get a farm school in, in Goffstown. We were looking mm-hmm. at a property and saying, thinking, what if we were able to use this as a, right, a right, place right. for our school the, where the, we could then... The Benedict Dairy Farm is one right. of the ones that I was thinking of. And get the kids, get the kids in uh, Manchester mm-hmm. involved right. and coming out. But, you know, I think the, the urbanfarming.org is more about how to use those spaces and, and rooftops of buildings and, and other places in which, um, you know, you can establish... Um, thriving aquaponics and and micro farming uh, techniques that would be yeah. that, w- that would be able to um, when you bring out and then we get New Horizons the uh, the homeless shelter uh, and food yeah. pantry here that they've got their own attached greenhouse now which is actually a good size one nice. where they're using a lot of those uh, a lot of those techniques right and so you know to me I would rather the kids be able to have something that they call their own. That they that they're responsible for nurturing. I think that's part of the that's the real connection, mm-hmm. as opposed to saying, "Okay, we're going to go, we're going to go do a field trip." Right. I mean, that, and that's what they're doing in China. And, and I've been I've actually <laughs> been invited to go to go this spring to to develop uh, programming in English for oh, really? them. Yeah. Well, so. you know what I would like to see because I, and I've said this in my out loud school board voice on a number of occasions as a member of the uh, buildings and sites committee. I would be thrilled, especially at the high schools and the middle schools where they have distinct science programs, if the science teachers there would take the kids out of the building, do soil sampling and testing, yeah. uh, you know, find yes. out, help the kids understand what kind of light hit what parts of the place and when, and come up with a plan that put appropriate shrubs, flowers, trees, grass, whatever it is, as a way of, uh, you know, uh, rehabilitating you are all, we're all about project-based learning until it comes to actually doing a project that would actually use an academic discipline to help improve the look of the school, right? right. I, you know, take out the dead and broken trees, the trampled on landscaping and all this other fun stuff and teach them, you know, so they come up with a plan to actually renovate the grounds of the schools and then, uh, you know, get the kids involved in an ongoing way to maintain it and oh gee this is evidence that grubs are destroying your lawn or that chinch bugs are eating your leaves or and how do you address that you know by this method or that method and turn it into an ongoing sort of uh, type of thing where the kids are responsible for the maintenance of the of the ecology around the building yeah and what a confluence of all the different scientific disciplines that would be involved and every time i bring it up you think i'm a space alien speaking you know i feel like spaceman spiff from the old calvin and hobbes cartoons listening to i feel like the teacher that's going (laughs) you know as well spaceman spiff is off in you know whatever wonderland well what's it going to take for us to break free of the old uh industrial revolution model the big factory warehouse model of education what's going to take for us to break free of that well in manchester i will say it's the event it's the election on november 7th and you got to you got to elect people that are are determined to work with the superintendent on the changes that uh, have been outlined both by him and the curriculum audit uh and start breaking out and and stop uh coming to heel every time the union barks or the bureaucracy barfs i mean it's ridiculous yeah it it, it requires vision, you know, and acquire, it requires it requires a lot of uh, concerted effort, and and it's, it's it requires 
some buy-in from the public mm-hmm. as well to 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 generate the momentum to to get the support for these kind of projects and changes. But I I think on on a fundamental level, you know, just the idea of taking education and making it less sterile, mm-hmm. you know, just classroom. In the, I mean, we need classrooms, of course, but I would love to see kids get out of the classroom much more and into the real world. Uh, I think I think of what the one of the initiatives in Finland that helped turn their education system around and and vault them to the number one education uh, of industrialized countries in the world as far as I, you know, most recent statistics. Um, they started making the kids be outdoors more, mm-hmm. you know, through elementary school age years, yeah. like recess. Sort of like recess, only only different. It wasn't recess. It was it was a lot of the education where the kids were doing uh, exploratory uh, uh, learning on their own, uh, being intellectually curious. The teachers encouraging them to to uh, to come back from out of the outdoor sessions with questions and exploring and, and and the teachers were not afraid for the kids to ask questions they didn't know because then that in itself was a teachable moment where hey kids what do we do when we don't know i mean we have to you know as a teacher i don't have to pretend to know everything let's go find that out together let's go when we don't know who do we ask where do we turn yes there's google but then we also have other people that we can reach out to who are experts in the fields of our questions so Anyway, just ki- getting the kids out of the classroom a lot more and, and having education focused more on hands-on. Well, project-based learning, fine, like you said, but so long as it's, it's something that is meaningful and, and, and involves real-world learning, you know? Indeed. All right, Felix, we're coming to the end here. we got about a minute left. So this is, this is your uh, your. your your paradigmatic shift here about yeah. uh, trying to connect kids in particular in, in urban areas to things that they otherwise wouldn't be exposed to. Well, well here's, the, here's the interesting result that happened in Finland by getting the kids out of the classroom more. Mm-hmm. They do better in the classroom. Well, you know, we talk about Finland a lot in, in discussions here in the United States, but it seems to me that Finland— um, is not what we follow because Finland doesn't even start putting kids in school until they're seven. And here we're running around telling everyone the solution right. to our problems in the United States is to start taking them away from their parents we, at three. We, we want them cradle through college, right? Cradle through college, yeah. All right. Felix Alvarado, headmaster of the Straight A Academy located in Bedford. As always, the pleasure is ours. We're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. Learn more about their innovative ways to approaching education, helping kids with their standardized tests, their academic subjects, their other tutelage needs, and their college choices by visiting straighta.com. That's straighta.com. We're going to take a break for final, a final break for traffic, weather, and sports. When we come back, we'll have a preview of tomorrow's show. We're not done yet. Stay with us. Alrighty, folks, tomorrow is another busy show here on the Dread Large program. Ward 1 school board candidate Joe Lachance will join us in the 6 o'clock hour. Mike Bistany's in for Fitness Effects. Auto Care Plus is in for Auto Care Corner. Al Caprillion joins us for the weekend weather. And James Patrick Riley will be with us for the history segment. That and oh, so much more. Be sure to tune in. For the entire team here at Trottle Arch, I am your ever humble host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. Until tomorrow, be good, be well. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. We're proud to have you in the audience. Thanks for being there. 
Please remember our sponsors. Give them the first opportunity to earn your business and let them know you heard about them on Draw to Large. It matters. Be good, everyone.